This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Arlene Bynan for Alex Pearson, and 8chan is back in our news. Do you know what it is? Most of us don't. Most of us don't go there, but there are people who go there. It is, uh, has been described as a far-right site, and now it has been linked to some of the conversations with those involved in the shootings in the United States, the rampages, the, the terror murders, the week of it that we have seen. And there's a big debate about what do you do? And we've heard some of our guests here tonight, and they've said, well, you know, it's not just what's online. The people who read the online is how it is interpreted. So there is a great scrambling now on some of the solutions as we look at this domestic terror problem and white nationalism. Apparently, many extremists get on a chan and they communicate and they communicate about some ugly, ugly stuff. And the president of the company in, in charge of it has just said, let's just get it off the air. It sparked a little bit of a controversy because nobody likes to stop people speaking. We say, what is free speech? What is hate speech? But the El Paso suspect at this point, we're getting reporting, posted his manifesto there and said some very, very ugly things. So now A-Chan is trying to find a new host because the host has kicked it off. Is this right or is this wrong? Joining us is Adam Oldfield. He is Global News Radio 640 Toronto's entrepreneurial tech expert. Adam, thank you for being here. My pleasure. My pleasure. I know there's been a lot of talk about right now with the 8chan and mm-hmm. all of the drama that's kind of surrounded it. Um, I think what, you know, there's a lot of question of what is 8chan and, and sort of what it means and, and why is this uh, got to be shut down? Or is it the bigger question, which we've seen in the Senate between Facebook and Google and, and everything else, should this be regulated? And this is really the big question, Arlene, is, is 8chan, is, it's a forum. I mean, this is one of the original uh, uh, developments of the Internet. Back it was. The it was the wild, wild west. We cheered it on and people can talk and, you know, get rid of the shackles of normal communication and normal media. But, aha, this is the part of the story where what freed us is now putting us in a lot of jail. It is taking away our freedom. Some say it's taking away our safety. We're having this conversation. I want to ask you, as we continue here this evening, Adam, what do you know about HN? Have you been there? What's on there? How bad is it? Yeah. Well, let's let's be clear. There's good and bad. I mean, 8chan is, is, you know, Wild West is great. I like to think of it as a chaotic mess of Facebook. So it's a forum. It's a forum where people can go on. And the difference between what would be the difference between 8chan and Facebook is there is no moderator. So imagine many Facebooks 
in this website. You sign in, you search for a column that you wanted to get interest in, and then you would, you would participate in it. And there would be no one up above. There would be no administrators. There's no, no management to look and, and, and use artificial intelligence to say that image posted is inappropriate. That content is not acceptable. So ACAN is this chaotic online website where anyone, whatever your feelings, whatever your, your, your religion, whatever your uh, passion, um, and, and it literally was built to be, you know, they're, they're saying is freedom of speech as long as you are not doing anything illegal or by copying. So original content is acceptable. So using that model of free speech and open content is, is open, what happens is it became nothing but a, uh, an internal terrorism posting board mm -hmm. where people with uh, anti-Semitic uh, uh, racist uh, comments could hop on. And basically, it was just an angry postings of support against those that had idealistic views, and they would just share this, and it would it would grow, it would manifest into this encouragement. And the one thing about the internet we know, and it, we've seen that psychologically, mm -hmm. is people get caught in this moment of I'm getting lots of support. People believe in me. Mm -hmm. I now have this this this. I'm going to go out and do this horrendous act, and people are going, "Don't do it!" And <laughs> crazy enough, we. They get the confidence and they go out and do this. Not only do they do it, they document it. Achan was one of those fields that the New Zealand shootings took place. Absolutely. The manifesto went on Achan there, and here it is coming up in this terrorist attack in the United States. And we see this is going to continue. So the right of it being shut down, absolutely. Now, where has it been benefited? And we've seen this before. With There's another version of this called 4chan. Yeah. And 4chan is basically the first version of this one. And it was, it was actually built based on the fact that 4chan was used for anonymous, which was very much popular in the mid-2000s with respects to um, posting about hacking Sony and otherwise. So we've seen these message boards as fields for those that wish to speak openly about what needs to be addressed. Now, that could be the good thing. The problem is, if it's not moderated, you're going to basically have uh, uh, children playing in a playground with no teachers, and someone's going to get hurt. That's the bottom line. It is. And now we're saying, hey, what do we do about it? There are many who are going to say, oh, what, you know, you can't free speech. And also, we have to realize, though... When our liberties are taken away, we have to have a conversation about this, that, you know, the freedom to say something is not always liberty. Pleasure is not always happiness. And freedom of speech is not always the right to say everything. And we're getting down to one sentence. And it's happening in politics. It's happening as we discuss 4chan and 8chan and all these forums and, and neo-Nazi forums that um, were taken down. They have to find a new place to go as well. We ask ourselves at what price and how, what is the limit of what we should be allowed to say? I, I agree with you, and I think part of it mm -hmm. is that we want to know who's who's going to be accountable. And I mm -hmm. think that's part of it, is who's the accountable one. We're looking at Facebook right now, and everyone's pointing fingers at Zuckerberg. And, you know, as much as they, they would remove content like that, this, if anything, is going to spur, if not quicker, within the Senate, that discussion, whether it's in Canada and the U.S., that the government will be more involved when it comes to guiding and regulating the rules and expectations of how such platforms like this 
this exists. The, the idea of creating a free open board discussion will probably be more limited in the future and they'll be putting more, more strain on companies that are uh, hosting sites like this. As an example, Cloudflare, which is the one that hosted, mm-hmm. took them offline and that's going to be the biggest pressure. This will, uh, we will be scrutinized more so in the future. In the next three to five years, we are going to make, it's going to be extremely challenging to take what you just said earlier freedom of speech and where do we draw the line will be extremely scrutinized and be limited by which we will be allowed to do online. All right, let me ask you, you know, there's some, uh, the world will end when we do this and they'll say they'll go further underground. Can you get any further underground, Adam? (laughs) Well, the answer is yes. I mean, if we really wanted to get down Mm -hmm. to it, I mean, you know, we could probably get right into, I like to use BBMs. They're called bulletin board Mm -hmm. systems. The old school of when you would dial up. And I can see that right now where people can create an isolated hidden IP address. And that's really what the situation is right now is there has to be a the more popular you are, the more difficult it is to exist. So using your example of, yes, could they go underground? Yes. Would it be as mainstream as 8chan is today? No. It will probably be caught or be able to be limited by our government because of, obviously, the level of which it's aware, its awareness exists. So it, it's going to be existing for sure. Could it continue? Absolutely. Will it be as big as 8chan? Should the government come in and say, we're going to put these rules in place, anyone that's going to be providing? And again, this company right now, 8chan, was hosted in the Philippines. They have to make this a global law. This can't be something isolated to the U.S. This is something that has to be unanimously agreed to in every country to adhere to these rules. Otherwise, it will be chaos. People will be able to access it. They will. Let me ask you, let's say uh, 25 years ago, I said to you, we're going to be living in a world where somebody posted a video of himself dismembering somebody in a murder. We know this happened in Canada. We were shocked. And then we're going to be living in a world where radicals, jihadists are talking about attacking North American society on a technological level message board we're going to be living in a world where people talk about taking out their grievances and what's wrong with society and they're going to go out and kill certain people and this is how they're going to do it innocent people and then there are going to be people who say hang on sloopy don't get rid of it it's freedom of speech and that is, that is going to be the biggest point. If you read a book today and someone wrote it and it was published regarding any kind of a, a murder situation and otherwise, this would be accepted. Yet this idealism of which people are posting and commenting and, and doing exactly like you commented in respects to the terrorist uh, actions and dismemberment and otherwise, I mean, here's the thing. People are accepting this. This is something which is growing, and that's the weird It's part being normalized. This. It is. It is. It's being accepted. This is almost becoming an accepted mm-hmm. uh, thought process, mm-hmm. and I think we're confusing uh, freedom of speech <laughs> with what's right and wrong, and I think that's really a challenge that is going to be uh, difficult moving forward based on where technology is going. And I also think there could be some benefits with where we're moving. So right now we can see this information is being posted. It wasn't caught quick enough. This, this 
site existed for years. It started in 2014. Mm-hmm. We're in 2019. Before that, 4chan existed since 2003. So this is something of which we've seen we're getting more and more uh, uh, bringing attention to it, trying to find the solution, and we're trying to regulate in ways, but what are those ways? How do we accept the ability to be free, like you commented, but at the same time, have guidances in place that can be monitored and can be and to put accountability for those that are going to be overstepping that line. I think, you know, we look at that and say, one good thing about Facebook is that it can be moderated. One bad thing about Facebook is it's using all of its content and information and privacy for its own personal use. It's selling it. Us. Yeah. It's selling it. Exactly. It's... Whereas, you know, HN didn't do that. And that's the thing. People were able to post, they could comment. And by the way, we're talking about these horrible, horrendous items or uh, acts yeah. that took place, but there's people that put model trains on there. People were able I to know. However, does that, does that change the discussion? I mean, you can put model trains on there, but certainly they can go elsewhere to do that. Well, they could, well, to a point, yes, you're right. But do they have... I mean, do they, you don't need some freedom-fighting aid channel to put your model airplane on there. But it would probably be the best form to put it on if you didn't want anyone to know who you are, where you lived, and what kind of trains you started with and how long you did it with, well, or your grandchild on. Know, so no. that's the key thing is this, this, came, this brings uh, uh, you know, that yeah. privacy model to a whole level. But at what cost? And that's the question. Right now, there's cost, and that cost is lives. It's, it's a cost of, of race speech. It's, it's, yeah. uh, we're talking about hate speech, everything. So between the I get my privacy, we've created the same field of where people are going chaos and, and creating destruction yeah. and hate at a, at a mass scale. We have to take our shoes off when we get on airplanes. We get it. <laughs> There's a risk and we don't mind doing it. And maybe this is going to be the price. Adam Oldfield, what a great guest. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, Arlene. I'm Arlene Bynum for Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.